Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? So this podcast could be really short and I want to make a friendly reminder and I'm saying this from as an athlete to an athlete, it is so easy to make this complicated. And it is so easy to overfocus on one metric and drive your training towards chasing something that is quite silly when you look back on it. And I am using myself as an example for this because I'll make fun of my own mistakes in training and I'm never picking on anybody. I just like to comment on training and what's going on out there. So in order to sort of set the stage on why it is so easy to make it complicated, which a lot of things these days, there's just a lot of information. And it's hard as maybe you're a newer athlete, maybe you're newer to training with power, maybe you've been training and you just got a power meter. There are a lot of different avenues in which you can consume content like this podcast. You can read blogs, you can watch YouTube videos, and everybody and anybody can put something out, which is great, but at the same time, it becomes overwhelming. When I think back to Jason, working with Jason Hillemeyer, my first, I don't want to say real coach, Mike would say he's not a coach, but Mike was a coach in Genesee Valley Cycling Club. He rode with the Cat 4s and 5s during our training races, which has been called G-Tour, which you've probably seen me talk about last year. I just put out a video on uh, when I did one of those last summer and how hard you have to be able to go to stay off the front. And I actually put this training race on my Instagram photo because G Tour is where I cut my chops. And I will always have a deep sense of love and gratitude for that place. And so I'm planning to go back this summer to see my parents. And this will be the second year in a row. So hopefully I'll get back there maybe every summer. But digressing a little bit here, when I was training with Jason, the way I thought about training in my head was, okay, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's going to be a two-hour ride. And then Saturday, Sunday, it's going to be a long endurance ride. Or we'll get into race season and I'll race. And the basic shift will be I'll do openers on Friday and I'll have a day off on Thursday. And then intervals training back then let's talk 2010 was very static it was you know four by ten 
4 by 12, 3 by 15. Static power. Weren't doing hard starts. Were, was not fiddling with uh, the rest intervals. Was not doing many over-unders. Was not looking at VO2. VO2 max was 5 by 5. Every once in a while, there was like 2 by 3s. But just the way in which we approached VO2 max was slightly different in that it was really more quote-unquote trained through racing and everybody wasn't doing VO2 max intervals. And those would have been good for me to do more often, but it just wasn't talked about as much in terms of the the you can read articles now and they'll say, back in the day, everybody thought it was just your genetic potential. And now we realize that it was not that. But, hey, you can't get everything right. But it, there was not a ton of content out. Web 2.0 was just getting rolling or it was rolling, but it, from the cycling community, there were not tons of blogs talking about training. There were not Instagram pages that had workouts to do. There was not you know, massive Facebook groups sharing knowledge. It was a little bit more you and your coach and you didn't know what everybody else was doing. There was definitely no Strava. So fast forward to now, it's really easy to make it complicated because social media, we can look at what everybody else is doing. And I'm trying to think which podcast guest it was that said the one thing that they see other athletes, the trap that they fall into is they're looking at what everybody else is doing. And then instead of focusing on the one thing that they should be working on, they're focusing on everybody else's thing. And I think that's very true. I think the abundance of information is a great thing, but it's the filtering down of how do you apply it to yourself can make it very complicated. And then the other thing, some of the tools that we have, I myself have used things like WKO. And when I first started really getting into it, when we see something go down, we assume that's bad. And, you know, if my FTP went up, my time to exhaustion would go down. And I've looked back and I'm like, wow, why did I spend three workouts trying to raise my time to exhaustion? Because WKO said the number went down. Shouldn't I more be working on the physiological side of things? Like that's really, the TTE is a a goal or almost in a mini event in itself, but I don't know if that's actually making me faster, right? Because at the end, it's an FTP effort. It's a long FTP effort. What's going to improve your FTP? More so working over-unders, and I think there's a place for consistent power, But to chase it and spend three to six workouts on doing that is probably a waste of time. And that was more when I was self-coached and just fiddling around and you're kind of thinking, okay, what's my weakness? How does it apply to racing? And I'll play devil's advocate and maybe I convince myself that since at that point in time on the team that I was on, I was really getting in breaks, trying to get off the front at the end making other people chase, letting my teammates kind of get the free ride and have one of us try to get the win at the end. Okay, maybe. Eh, It's kind of a weak argument though. I think it's just really easy to make all this complicated. And as we try to suss through it all, we 
over-focus on my TTE or my PMAX went down. I need to increase that. So what do we do about that? I think at the end of the day, you need to look at the total volume that you're doing. Can you ride more? And when I say can you ride more, that does not just physically mean can you go pedal more. It means does that work in your life? As a podcast I just posted, you got to make sure that the training is sustainable, that the training is something that's going to excite you. If you can go from 16 hours to 18, but those two extra hours, you know, it requires you to, now you got to get a babysitter and, or maybe you're putting more load on your husband and you got to shift things around and it just creates a little bit more chaos. Maybe it's not worth it. Will you be better off riding more? Yes. But you got to make sure that it works. So again, then how do we say you're going to keep the hours the same? You know, increasing hours is the most is the easiest way of getting faster. You keep all of your riding the same, just add more endurance, you will get faster. Endurance increases your VO2 max. There's a great article by Alan Cousins about this that an athlete just sent me saying, Hey, man, it's great to see such a trusted source put this article out and it echoes a lot of what you talk about. And in doing that, we, you know, I'm trying to ride the bike. I sort of hesitate there because it's such a, it comes across as kind of a BS answer, but how do we make things less complicated? Don't overthink everything. Should I write it 70% or 72%? That's a legit question that I get asked. And I think the details matter, but sometimes we're getting too detailed. You know, is it five by five or four and a half minutes? Is, you know, so are you consistent with your training? How do you make it less complicated? Look at your training and ask yourself, am I consistently training first off? And then what is my biggest weakness? When I go to a group ride, where am I getting dropped? And work that backwards. How would you get better at that? Do you need more punch to try and stay with the front group? Are you falling off at the end and maybe it's a lactate clearance issue? Do you not have a sprint at the end? Maybe that's because you either have no sprint or you don't have the endurance to have a sprint then. And now all these three things that we've mentioned take a few months to work at and you got to go in your dojo plan it out and be patient. But everybody wants, I found a weakness now. Now I expect this to be changed in two months or maybe four months, but maybe it's going to take you eight months. I mean, I've talked about many times. It took me a few years to feel like I was actually doing VO2 max workouts consistently correctly. They were just really, really hard for me. I don't have, I'm naturally more of a diesel I don't like going hard and I've slowly, my brain has changed with that. And I think it's, I mean, it's like a long-term thing, but I used to dread VO2 max stuff and now I actually kind of get a little bit pumped for it. And I don't know, we could go on a tangent of that, but maybe that'll be a different podcast. So don't hyper-focus on one metric or just one weakness. Really take a whole view of yourself as an athlete Where are you falling short at the events that you do now and hopefully whatever ones you really want to do well at this spring, summer, or fall and start to address those. And it might take, it might not be this year that you win. It might be next year. It might be the year after that. 
but toe the line, go to a race, go to an event. And especially if you have events that you want to do well at in June, hopefully you can get to some in April and May. Go test the waters, do a little litmus test. I was just talking to an athlete that did a hard workout on Tuesday, had a long ride on Wednesday, and went to a group ride. And the comments had been, I've been feeling great, been feeling great. And then he was a little bummed. He's like, man, I kind of, maybe I'm not as fit as I thought. It's like, well, dude, it's the end of a four hour ride. It's a big ask. And I said, hey, you've got a race in two weeks. That's going to be the real litmus test. Let's see how that goes. And then we can tweak the training from there. And it's good because it's only February. So try to make things simpler in your life. Consume the information, but really suss out, you know, who's the source? Is it applicable to you? And do you need to make changes? Or is it just someone else's training? It's another question. Good luck.